Benifer is back. Brad and Jen are friends again. And Paris Hilton is somehow still making headlines. 20 years later, we're living in the world that the 2000s tabloids created. On this series, I'm going to tell you the story of a decade of American life through the trash we love to consume. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Claire Malone, and this is Just Like Us, the tabloids that changed America. Listen on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm David Jacoby. Put 30 minutes on the clock. 30 minutes. Well, everyone, we have to tell you something. For the first time of Food News 2.0, we are not in the same room. Jacoby, how do you feel? It's tough, but we will be able to get through it because we have such a great rundown of stories to discuss, starting with White Castle. Let's talk about White Castle. Um... This story comes to us from restaurantdive.com, which is a website that I will be going to a lot more going forward. I can tell you that. White Castle will deploy Robot Flippy 2 at 100 more of its 350 restaurants as part of the burger chain's existing partnership with Miso Robotics, which began in 2020. So basically, White Castle is using kitchen robots to take over the fry station, making fries, etc., um, and therefore they need less people. However, they've said that the robots will not be a job replacement because they actually can make new jobs with people who are working on the technology side of things. Uh, but nevertheless, I have some questions about this and so, so, some suspicions. Jacoby, do you want to eat at a restaurant where they're using robots behind the scenes? No, I do not. <laughs> not at all. Especially not White Castle. I like White Castle is a place that you go to that you know you shouldn't go to. Mm. If you live in a part of the country or the world where there are not White Castles, that's fine. Because when I see a White Castle, I generally drive past the White Castle in search of a better restaurant. But if of all the places to start using robots as chefs, I feel like White Castle is not where we need to start. I feel like burger flipping is literally something... It's like a it's like a idiom for a reason. And I don't want to be removing people from burger flipping. That's just not something I'm interested in. So I don't know, White Castle. I, I have to tell you, I know you're going to make fun of me. It's going to come up again later in the podcast. I've never been to White Castle. The only, what? <laughs> the only White Castle experience I had was on Food News 1.0 when May of 2015, we did a taste test of the frozen White Castle sliders. Those and were pretty good. They were, de- were pretty they good. I were remember cr- that very show. delicious. They were very, Those very were delicious. But I, I don't, I, it's hard for me to like really go deep on this because I've never been to a White Castle. I've seen Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. I'm sure it's good. I love fast foods, but I just have never been. I felt like I had to tell you. I know you're going to make fun of me. No, um, I'm going to zag on this and not make fun of you. But I will say that um, you've got you've got your New Yorker card and there's a lot of stars on it. <laughs> One just got taken away. You've got like 30 stars in your New Yorker card, but not ever going to White Castle is you just got one star taken away. Is that any is it White Castle big in New York? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And they're steamed. What they do is they steam their burgers. Oh, interesting. So like Burger King is like flame broiled and McDonald's is grilled. They steam their burgers and they have little tiny onions on them. But if all the jobs that were to be taken over by robots that are inevitable, I didn't have burger Me flipping neither. and fry making high on the list. Like they're like number 437 in the list of jobs that I expect to be taken over by robots. Here's the one plus of that. I think that if you're like standing in front of a vat of bo- of boiling oil, the likelihood that you get burned is very high. So at least this would be saving people some burn injuries. Although there's probably other ways they've dealt with this since deep frying is not new. Shall we move on? Yes, we shall. Okay. This next story is really important to me. I love this. Well, it's not what you think, Jacoby. What's really important to me is that Hostess is now offering caffeinated donuts. (laughs) Hostess donuts (laughs) are my favorite fucking food. I am not joking. I don't love anything more than I love an Entenmann's. It's actually not true. I love an Entenmann's donut more than anything else. Hostess is close behind. And now, after 80 years in the donut business, Hostess is rolling out caffeinated Hostess Boost Jumbo Donuts this month at stores nationwide. So you can go to your bodega and find a caffeinated donut. I mean, this is so genius. What goes together? Coffee and donuts. Now you only have to buy one of them. Get the caffeinated donut. Juliet? Yes? There's a lot that I want (laughs) to dig on there. (laughs) Okay. Number one, Entenmann's donuts are your favorite food. I want you okay, to say that again down. into a microphone. Entenmann's donuts, the chocolate-covered yellow cake donuts are my favorite food. I'm, I, your favorite food. Yeah. And I know down. that you enjoy caffeine. You and I both enjoy caffeinated beverages. We love I'll go from a coffee to an iced tea to a to, to like a Red Bull back sure. into coffee, back into an iced tea. I like drink Coke Zero. I'm not ashamed to say it. Love Coke Zero. But I've found that I do not like to imbibe caffeine through edible mechanisms. I've never tried. What are some other caffeinated foods? Like, are are any off the top of your head? At my bodega, they have Mm -hmm. a caffeinated chocolate piece. So it's like a small chocolate. It costs about a dollar. It's like a a one quarter of a Hershey bar worth of chocolate that says they have a half a cup of coffee of caffeine in it. Have I tried it? Yes. Have I tried it multiple times? Yes. Do I enjoy it? No. What does it feel like? Is it the same kind of caffeine buzz or boost or like, is it different? It's different. I don't feel it. It's like, it's like a, a taking a half a tab of acid and like asking your friends if you feel it for two hours or three hours. And then finally after four <laughs> hours, like, guess what? I don't feel it. That's what it feels like. Oh my God. Um, yeah. There's I've something heard. about, about coffee in the morning. I'm not even sh- I mean, I know that I'm addicted to caffeine because I have it every day, but it's not even like I like feel a jolt. It's not like doing drugs. And you're like, oh my God, I'm, I'm on drugs. But it's just like a ritual that if I don't have it, my day is like completely askew. And that is also I know because I'm addicted, but I would never want to remove the hot beverage from my day because I just enjoy it. But don't you feel like coffee and a donut is a pairing? I don't want the coffee in the donut. I don't. Yeah. I want the drug to be delivered by the liquid and the enjoyment of the food to be delivered by the enjoyment of the food. I don't need those two things together. Yeah, I agree. America does run on Dunkin' for a reason. It's because the coffee and the donuts are separate. It's yeah, not because they're Dunkin'. together. You dunk the donut in the coffee. I never put that together. Wow. I'm learning a lot today. Really. <laughs> serious? Is that yes. true? <laughs> yeah, I never put it together. I don't know. I'm just... It can only be me. All right. Moving on to what you thought I was going to say before. 
A return to one of my favorite websites, ballerlert.com. Thank you so much for aggregating this, this story about how I Brad Pitt this. is suing Angelina Jolie for allegedly selling her interest in their jo- jointly owned winery. So their jointly jointly owned winery, which I can't seem to say, is very familiar to me. It's called Chateau Miraval. They make their own wine. It was like a big part of their mystique when they were together. And they've been in a very bitter divorce for the last five years, which or six years at the time shocked everyone. She, uh, without consulting him, sold her stake. So now he is business partners with a Russian oligarch that he doesn't know. And (laughs) he's litigating the situation. I mean, there's just so many things. So much. (laughs) Um, What do you love about this? uh, I love Mr. and Mrs. Smith as a film. And like, Mm. I will never be able to separate this couple from that film. And I feel like they're kind of like, in a way, those characters in that film. (laughs) That is where they met. And I feel like they are, in their own way, through litigating with a Russian oligarch in a winery, doing their Mr. and Mrs. Smith thing here. I feel like this could be solved with a phone call between the two of them. Don't you? Yeah, and they're clearly not speaking. I mean, I don't think they've spoken to each other probably in years, probably only through lawyers. Um, he claims that Jolie never inquired about his consent and that he and she intentionally left him out of it. I wonder, my question is, is he pissed that like she was able to make money off this now he's stuck? Like, does is he able to sell? Could he get bought bought out by the oligarch? Or like, is he stuck still with this business that he doesn't want anymore? Does Brad Pitt wake up in the morning and being like, God, how's my winery doing? No, he does not. No. Like, I feel like he cares very little about this, except for the emotional attachment that he has with Mrs. Smith. And that is why he is bringing up this legal action. I feel like this is his way of pinging her. This mm. is his way of saying, I still care. Mm. I'm still watching. I see what you're doing. I believe in the two of them. I want them to get back together. This is the hypothetical scenario in which I've invented in my head. I just want to say that one thing that's kind of been underreported in this story, and by that I mean I like in the three places I read about it, is that she sold (laughs) to a man named Yuri Scheffler, and he is a Russian businessman. He's an oligarch. He's extremely rich, and he owns a international alcohol consortium, including Stolichnaya Vodka, which is like very famous. So it's also like not just... Not just some random oligarch, but someone already in like the spirits business, which I do feel like is germane to this story, which tells me also that probably Brad Pitt's people planted this story, not Angelina Jolie's, because it's like a pretty normal person to sell it to someone in the in the business. However, that does beg another question. Did Brad Pitt want to keep this a family business and didn't want to get involved with an international consortium of liquor brands? I mean... You know, it goes it goes on and on. So lots to, lots to parse. Is there any celebrity-backed spirit business that doesn't want to get eaten by a bigger fish. Like when George Clooney was driving that motorcycle through the agave plant in Mexico, (laughs) he was definitely had his eye on someone buying Casamigos. Same with rock and his like Terra, whatever. Like I think every celebrity based spirit is just looking to be bought out by Yuri Scheffler and Angelina got there first and Brad Pitt's upset about that. 20 minutes. (laughs) Probably, probably just look looking for a way to fight. All right, moving on to the New York Times from an article from Priya Krishna, who is a big contributor to Recipe Club and also appears on the Dave Chang Show. Um, Yeah, big shout out to Priya. So Priya wrote an article. The headline is, The Diet Worked for Them. Now their pets are on it. And it begins with this really dramatic lead about Carl Malone, who starts his day with a breakfast that includes ashwagandha root and and psyllium husk powder. 
Uh, she then reveals Carl Malone is not the Utah Jazz great. Not Carl Malone. <laughs> but a dog. A different dog named Carl Malone. But big shout, shout out to Carl Malone for not showing up to the 75 this All-Star weekend. Everyone who didn't show up got a big win. Like Tim Duncan, Larry Bird. They're like, guess what? I'll be, I'll be at the 100. <laughs> well, Carl Malone's owner is named Darshna Shaw. So I want to give Darshna the shout out because I think naming your dog Carl Malone is like really That's funny. Yeah. Giving your dog Giving your dog a last name is a is a huge win. And like a full name of a famous person, I think is really funny. My dad sometimes when goes to um like a place where you have to give your name to pick up your food, sometimes he'll use like Dwayne Wade or LeBron James. And I just think it's <laughs> it's really funny. It's kind That's of similar. Bit. That's a great bit by <laughs> Mr. Littman. As if I couldn't love Mr. Littman more. That's a great bit. It really is. Anyway, he is a former insurance executive who lives in Northern California and his pet is, he's increasingly focusing on wellness for his pet to match his own wellness and like treating his dog to, you know, a really great diet. And I mean, I I don't know, I guess this is a growing trend that Priya has uncovered because a lot of people are trying to move away from the usual diet for pets and they're they're even bringing them to lattes or something new cbd pets who will have probiotics or vitamin c they're like there's there's a whole wellness industry for pets circled around their diets and this is the most 2022 also pandemic thing possible it's like everyone's at home and they didn't know what to do with their pets they started treating them better it's like you're you've treated yourself so well you've bought so many pairs of sweatpants that all that's left to do is buy your dog some cbd <laughs> I did buy a lot of sweatpants in the last Me couple of years. Too. Uh, I have two thoughts that come to mind. Okay. You are obviously single and you have expendable income. Those are the two thoughts. It's like you don't <laughs> have other people to care for and you have expendable income. That that's it. Those are the two those are the two qualifiers to live this lifestyle where your your terrier chihuahua mix is also eating the same things you're eating. That means that you are by yourself and that you have expendable income. Am I wrong? Um I suppose that could be true. However, this does tell us, uh, this d- does note Oscar, a terrier chihuahua mix living in Brooklyn, whose owner is named Rupa Kalyanaraman Marcello. And she said that her dog is part of our family. So uh, she's clearly oh. has family. So she's not living on her own. So, first of all, that was so brave of you to say Rupa's middle name into a microphone. That was really well done. And I am jealous of your. <laughs> Uh, bravery. <laughs> Thank you. I just wanted to represent for her because she is defying. She's defying the stereotype that you just set up, and I think it's important to acknowledge that. Wow, I just took an L. I'll take yeah. that L. I lost. Yeah, I you took did. an L right there. I'll <laughs> eat that did. L. I'll eat that L. <laughs> Apparently, this is big on TikTok. This is like where so many food trends emanate, including one that producer Mike put onto the rundown about custard toast. This is from Salon.com, a great website. And uh, people are basically just kind of taking French toast a step further. French toast has always been like an overly sweet, sugary, fried breakfast food that I Whoa. absolutely love. And well, now... Okay. All right, we're, I'm back in. I'm back in. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But let's call a spade a spade. It basically is dessert. People are taking it even step further by adding custard or yogurt to it, like making like a, a sandwich. It's almost like a, a strawberry shortcake type of deal, but it's French toast and custard instead of like whipped cream and shortcake. And I think this is great. It's similar the kind of thing you should get like a cheesecake factory for breakfast. And I, I'd love, to, I'd love to see it around. I also would need a nap immediately after breakfast, but I often feel that way anyway. So what's the difference? <laughs> First of all, I love naps after breakfast. That is a routine <laughs> around my household. And I will say that you have me with custard. You lost me with yogurt. 
Like mm. I would love like a flan French toast. Mm. Something that's like custardy sweet. But yogurt has that sort of uh, sour taste, which I don't want mixed in with my French toast. But custard to me really sounds good. Mm, okay. Yeah. I mean, I think they both sound great personally. What I find really fascinating, this just indicates my age, is how these trends take off on TikTok. Like, I feel like for the last two years, there's a new food trend on TikTok, and all of them honestly look good. At the beginning of the pandemic, I would watch Jason Derulo's TikTok, and he would make like these ridiculous, like, they were so fake. And like, you couldn't actually make what he was making on his weird candy TikTok videos, but it looked really good. And I was interested in knowing more. And then I did make some other ones from like regular people where they like, you could make like this like cool breakfast fajita or like a breakfast burrito like in a better way. And I don't know, like they just, they really do take off these TikTok trends. It's like it has a big bearing on what's going on in the food scene for home cooks. I love just the visual of pandemic Juliet waking up in the morning, <laughs> making some coffee, eating a donut, Entenmann's, and then being like, what's Jason Gerulo doing on TikTok? Let me check that out. Like, I just love that idea. We all did weird things during the pandemic. And the idea that you're like, what's, what is Jason Derulo doing in the kitchen? Let me check on that. It didn't stick. Let me tell you that because I'm no longer on TikTok. So it wasn't, wasn't fun. But basically dessert for breakfast, I'm in. I love to have birthday cake for breakfast too. Mm, so delicious. Birthday cake for breakfast? Yeah, like if it's around your birthday and you have some leftovers. Oh, I would never. I like oh. to eat breakfast and then have a breakfast dessert. Much like a dinner is followed by a dessert. I'll do a normal breakfast, scrambled eggs, toast, whatever. And then I will have a pancake or a French toast after mm. that as a breakfast dessert. Okay. Fair enough. Let's move on. Let's do two more stories. One, this is the follow-up on something we discussed before. New York Times, Edward Medina, Eduardo Medina, excuse me. The U.S. lifts a temporary ban on avocados from Mexico. The ban was issued last week after a U.S. inspector was verbally threatened in the state of Michoacan in Mexico. People, it only lasted a week. Avocados are back. Phew. I, it's important Ugh. that we followed up on this because we were scaring people into thinking they'd go to the grocery store and not only would there be supply chain issues, but there would also be um, just a shortage of avocados. And I'm happy to tell everyone that your prices probably will stay the same or go up, not because of this trade issue. So it's a huge relief in case anyone was wondering. You can have no to toilet paper on the shelves in my grocery store. You can have no bottled water. But if you threaten my guacamole, then you're coming for my soul. Like I, yeah. the idea that guacamole would not be readily available, just the, the concept of that was very concerning for me. And I'm so glad that that is something that I can take off of my checklist of worries in my life. Thank God, because I love guacamole. It's really important. I just, there's so many uses for avocado these days. All right. One more story. Let's pick a really good one. Um, booze news. Let's do some booze news. Are love you ready, this. Jacoby? I love these stories. <laughs> Me too. I really do. Uh, this happens like once every two months. <laughs> what? A good booze news story? No, when they're like, guess what? Drinking booze is good for you. Like once yes. every two months, you, you read one of those stories and everyone who's reading is just like, oh, I'm, I'm fine. Well, this comes to us from uh, the UK, I believe. And <laughs> a woman who is 108 years old credits it to drinking red wine. Her name is Julia Iverson. She tested positive for, co for COVID twice, and she lived through the Spanish flu pandemic. And she said the secret has been a daily glass of red wine. She was born in Denmark in 1914. She survived so much. And... 
it's all because of red wine, according to her. I don't, I don't know the science behind that. I don't know if there is any science behind that, but that's what she would like to tell you. Um, it's pretty important, you know? You just got to recognize when red wine can be good. I will say one question I have. How does she stay awake after having her red wine every day? Like, is she going to sleep really early? Because when I have red wine now, I feel like hungover and sleepy like immediately. So I, I just Whenever can't imagine I having one every someone day. someone drinking red wine before 2 p.m., I'm like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> what? This is not how this works. Red wine to me is like Mariano Rivera in a baseball game. It's like, this is going to be over <laughs> soon. Like, this is the closer. Like, this is, like, I'm really going true. to be asleep within two hours. Like, I'm not drinking red wine at nine o'clock and then going to the club. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Red I wine mean- is a closer. But I will say to her, I want to follow up on Miss Iverson, who deserves to be celebrated. But of course, being myself, I have some follow up questions. I don't believe that she just has one glass every night. I think she's going for a second or a third. That's interesting. Part of this article says that she says that she always knows if her glass of red wine has been watered down. So I feel like she's very particular and she knows if you're changing it. And it's probably like, yeah, she has at least one. And then she has like a few more. Like, there's a whole there's a whole routine here that we are not privy to. So. And you know what? I don't think she pours her own, which, which I think that the other people have tried to pull a fast one on Miss Iverson <laughs> and water down her wine. And she takes one sip and looks at them and she's like, I might be 107, but you're not going to get that past me. I'd also like to know what kind of red wine she's drinking. Is she Merlot, Ten Pinot Noir, minutes. Sauvignon, Cabernet cab. Sauvignon? I like, yeah. a, like a bold cab, I'm thinking. Probably. Yeah. Probably like a, some kind of like table wine. I don't know. Does she ever have a white wine? Is that like her only drink of the day? So many questions. So many questions. When they ask you at a restaurant, they're like, what kind of red wine when you like? What is your go-to answer? Because I, I I just say words. even I have no idea what they mean. I'm like, Merlot. My- Cab. No, I don't definitely know. Definitely not Merlot. Mine's Pinot Noir. Although recently it's been Cabernet Sauvignon. But yeah, usually Pinot Noir. I had a very short-lived Malbec phase because I saw someone Ooh. else order it. And I was like, that seems cool. But I didn't like it that much. And yeah, I like a Pinot Noir. It's good. Okay. Should we go on to our taste test? I would love to. This is the most exciting taste test that we've ever done in this program. And let me just let me introduce it. Okay. Earlier today, I learned that my friend... For what? Nine years? Ten. Oh, about ten. My co-host, Juliet Littman, has never ever in her whole entire life had a Wendy's Frosty. So everyone listening to this, you have all had Wendy's Frosties. You know exactly what they taste like. Yes, they have. And (gasps) you have, how many Wendy's do you think you've passed in your life in a car or on foot? How many? I mean, obviously hundreds. I mean, I can't even count. I can't even count. And you've never gone into a Wendy's and ordered anything. No, literally never. I, I, or sorry. I went into a Wendy's one time. I was 16. Uh, yeah, I was 17. I was 17. It was 2003. It was in South Carolina. It was the summer. I was on like a miserable summer trip. And I think I was like, I'm not getting anything just because like I wanted to be difficult. And (laughs) it was like, (laughs) and so I, I always associate Wendy's with that, like that really bad summer trip that I loved early. And then the funny thing is, um, we had Wendy's fries a couple of weeks ago and I was shocked at how good they were. So today, when, yeah, I was like, oh, these are delicious. They were very, very good. And then today when we were talking about what to do for our taste test, even though we're not in the same place, we landed on fast food and the only fast food place close to me is Wendy's. So, and also I am on Cape Cod where I've been coming my entire life. And I think Wendy's has been here for a while. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I just... The crazy thing to me is I've now talked to a few people about this. I have our colleagues, Chris, Mallory, Sean, 
And I was like, I got to go. We're doing food news. I'm having a Frosty for the first time. And they were like, what's wrong with you? And so apparently never had a Frosty. Everyone's had a Frosty. Everyone's been to Wendy's. And so I sent my parents to get this for me because I had a bunch of meetings beforehand. Thanks to my parents. And um, it was their first time in Wendy's. Did uh, did Mr. Littman go to the Wendy's and be like, I'm LeBron James. I would like a Frosty. (laughs) It's funny you ask. My mom used the name Stacy because she decided Why? that's the name she's Stacy is using today. <laughs> Why do the Lemons go by aliases? I don't understand this. Why? I, I couldn't tell you. Uh, and it's a long story for off mic. But anyway, Stacy ordered these for me at the nearby yeah. Wendy's. And I'm honestly incredibly excited. So I've got, we both have fries and a small chocolate frosty. But we're also anyone- breezing over the fact that you were like, I went into the Wendy's and I was hungry and I, I decided not to order anything because I wanted to be difficult on this trip to South Carolina. We can follow up on that also off mic, but I just want to <laughs> recognize it. That you were like, I went into the Wendy's and I was hungry. I didn't order anything because I wanted to be a jerk, but continue. I was just really, uh, it was an unhappy time. I was a, I was an angsty 17 year old. Um, you told me that you can't have a frosty without fries, so I also no. got small fries. Because anyone who's been to Wendy's, like normal people, like the ninety-nine percent of the people listening to this, know that when you get a frosty, you don't just drink the frosty; you dip the fries in the frosty. So I've learned. I'm really Shall excited. We start? I mean, like, I want you I to start. So, you start. I've had a, a frosty before. So I'll so, fill. So, so you take a sip. No, no, don't dip yet. You, you do frosty alone first. I okay. hope you so were the chocolate say, frosty. They asked me. You, you start. Go ahead. I have I have a chocolate frosty. Does anyone ever get vanilla? I was going to ask you that actually. Exactly. So you drink while I fill, and they asked me at Wendy's that they're like, "Do you would like would you like a vanilla or chocolate frosty?" And I looked at the man who was great. I looked at him and I was like, "Um, I literally did not know they made vanilla frosties. This is insane." Mm. The frosty is known for mm. its thickness. The viscosity of yeah yeah talk to me Juliet oh talk God, to me so good. talk to me so my mom I was like mom did you get me a straw and she was like no it's too thick for a straw just use a spoon so that was notable to everyone in my household um, <laughs> oh it's so good it really is so good but like I love a chocolate shake also one thing I want to note about this I was expecting something like a flurry because I, I I have a McDonald I've had a McFlurry like many many times. This is just like a really classic, delicious milkshake. Juliet, now take a French fry, dip it in the frosty. This is something I don't think this is like unique to me. I think everyone does this worldwide. You dip. Yeah, I think I've seen this on TV in the fry on TV. What show are you watching where they dip? I don't know. Real world. It's really good. good. It's really good. good. Better than ketchup. Wow. Better than mayonnaise. Better than steak sauce. The frosty is awesome. in chocolate shakes enough as an adult how many um milkshakes per month can you have without like having to reassess your life i don't uh, milkshakes okay i'll tell a story about an espn executive he once sent a pa to get a milkshake because he was having a great day and the pa came back god the pa came back and gave him his milkshake and he said i only drink one milkshake a year today (laughs) is my milkshake day Oh so whenever God. I have a milkshake, I think about that particular influential, and I love this man, great executive, and I'm like, you know what? Today feels like a milkshake day. I'm getting a milkshake. A milkshake is like pure decadence. Mm. 
You know, like you so, can have a scoop of ice cream. You can have this or that. But a milkshake, to me, is a milkshake day is a milkshake day. And today is my milkshake day. I'm going to enjoy the rest of this Frosty. It is so, so good. So I am, I mentioned I'm here on Cape Cod. You came to visit me on Cape Cod last summer. Loved it. Did, did I take you to the knack to get a milkshake? Yes. Those milkshakes are so decadent and so fucking delicious. It's like, that's why I asked this question. Because now I have Wendy's and the knack in my life, both very close. And I do kind of feel like the milkshake is like the heroin of food. It is like it's so good. It's but like so, it's, it's the it's so pe- I know it's gonna you. make me feel so good though for like a short period like, of time because then you're like, wow, I'm weighed down by this milkshake that I've had. Everyone listening to this can can relate to this experience when you can't get the milkshake through the straw uh. and you're sucking on the straw and then all of a sudden it's like the the. The floodgates break and the milkshake starts rushing through that straw into your mouth. There is no better feeling in the whole entire world. Also, I am so proud of you. Juliet has used this time while I'm speaking <laughs> to drink more milkshake. It's so good. <laughs> That's great co-hosting. I filled right there so you could have some milkshake. Thank you so much, This is why David. we're a team. I, thank you. This is why we belong together. It is so good. I just, I don't know. Like, what's better than a milkshake? It's just, per- it's a perfect food. A frosty. A frosty is better than. A is milkshake. a frosty known to be a milkshake, or is it like a proprietary? Like, is it a McFlurry? Where it's oh like no, a, it's, it's a, like it's a, a different experience. It's a different experience. It's a different okay. experience. It's basically an ice cream. Uh, personal food news. I've got something. Okay, let's hear it. I I realized recently that the local Mexican restaurant by my home. I don't like any of the food. I've tried every food item on the menu. I'm just there for the margaritas. That's really what I'm there for. Two so minutes. My personal food news is Mexican food might be overrated. No. Margaritas, underrated. Mexican food is not overrated. Much like no place outside of the Northeast is particularly good at bagels, especially in New York. New York fucking sucks at Mexico, Mexican food. It is. It does. It's just, it really it's does. It's not even worth getting it. It is just such an affront to the absolute wonder. What am I supposed to do? Go to Dos Toros, Rosa Mexicana. It's all terrible. I like Dos Toros, but I don't consider it Mexican food. It's like a Chipotle knockoff. Like, do you, or it's like a Chipotle competitor. And I like Chipotle. I love Chipotle, in fact. But like real Mexican food, for some reason, they cannot do it in the city of New York, in the whole state of New York. I, it's, Los Angeles has great Mexican uh, food. So Amazing good. Mexican it's food. It's so good. It's just, it's not even worth it. Dos Caminos, I like it, but it's just different. Also, if 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 you have a Mexican restaurant, offer ground beef. I know it's like a Tex-Mex thing. Yeah. It's like an Americana I love thing. Tex-Mex but just offer too. ground beef. I like Tex-Mex. I like ground beef. I just, Your personal food news? My personal food news. I don't know why I didn't prepare any, but I, I, did, I, will, I, I I'm just going to have to confess something. This is actually my second milkshake of the week. So that's why I'm having to reassess my priorities. <laughs> what was the first one? I went to the NAC. I'm on Cape Cod. So. Oh, of course you did. It was the only, tendies there? Oh, my God. They're the so, tendies. They're the best in literally in the world. Oh, they're the best God, in the world. And the so NAC just opened year round here on Cape Cod. So it's fucking. Julia, can day. I say something to you? Sure. I love recording food news with you every week. I do, too. I don't care if anyone is listening. I don't seconds. care if our producer even posts this. I just love the connection that we have every single week for a half an hour. My, uh, I was about to say, Mike. Dude, Jacoby, that's so beautiful. I love it, too. And Mike Wargon, our producer, he will post it because he's a great producer. Once again, thank you for this wonderful rundown. Thank all of Thanks to all of you for listening. And thank you to Wendy's. Who knew? Still, I, I didn't even Frosties, go. Frosties, baby. I didn't go to get this. So I just want to note, I still have not been to a Wendy's since 2003. But uh, <laughs> but maybe I will. <laughs> when you went inside and didn't order anything because you were an angsty teenager. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wish I knew that, Juliet. I'm hungry, but I'm not eating. She wasn't as fun. <laughs> thank you so much, everybody. We'll be back next week. <laughs> 